More and more countries are reporting cases of COVID-19's Omicron variant tonight, and more are mandating travel bans. At the same time, advisors to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration have now endorsed the Merck company's pill to treat the virus in high-risk adults. All of this comes as public health officials are emphasizing the need for global cooperation. Nick Schifrin begins our coverage. Today, from European capitals where Omicron spread earlier than previously thought, to Eastern Africa where health workers rushed to administer mRNA vaccines, the world wrestled with worry. I overheard of the fears about the Omicron variant, which is ravaging the world, so I decided to come for the jab. Many countries aren't relying only on jabs. At least 56 have imposed Omicron-related travel restrictions, but more than 20 have detected Omicron cases from Canada to Australia. Yesterday, Japan closed its borders to foreigners and increased quarantines, but today reported its first Omicron case. The World Health Organization has denounced travel bans, but today it also warned Omicron numbers could double or triple this week and suggested people over 60 at high risk postpone travel. And Moderna warned its vaccine would likely be less effective against Omicron. Chief Executive Stefan Bancel told the Financial Times, all the scientists I've talked to say this is not going to be good. But U.S. officials today predicted vaccines could prove effective. White House COVID response coordinator Jeff Zients. Existing vaccines are likely to continue to provide a degree of protection against severe illness. In London, Prime Minister Boris Johnson visited a vaccination site and urged Britons to get their third shots. But many countries are still racing to give their first shots. Only about 10 percent of sub-Saharan Africans have received one COVID shot, less than one-sixth the rate of North America and Europe. Today, Secretary of State Tony Blinken reiterated the U.S. wanted to help vaccinate the world. We know, we know, we know that none of us will be fully safe until everyone is. The White House says it's donated more vaccines around the world than all countries combined, including 13 million to southern Africa. Today, the problem is not only supply. The logistic capability of getting vaccines into people's arms in southern African countries and in other low- and middle-income countries is really very difficult. And in fact, many of the doses that have been shipped have not been used. For more on all this, we turn to Dr. Richard Hatchett, Chief Executive Officer of the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, or CEPI, one of the leading organizations, part of the UN's COVAX vaccine distribution program. Richard Hatchett, thank you very much. Welcome back to the news hour. Uh, today, the Netherlands announced that it had discovered Omicron variants last week, well before South Africa detected it for the first time. Uh, what does that say about efforts to prevent this variant spread? This variant has spread already around the world. I think as of today, it's already on all six continents. And, and the news from Netherlands, in some respects, isn't terrifically surprising. I, I think we will begin to understand its spread over time. I think what we what we need to focus on, obviously, is that Botswana and South Africa, in identifying this variant, recognizing that it, it has this increased mutational profile, has, has given the world notice and given the world time to prepare and to increase its surveillance activities. The Biden administration and other countries around the world have imposed travel bans in order to do what you just said, uh, to increase surveillance. Uh, are those travel bans effective? Travel uh, restrictions can provide some degree of slowing of spread. In this case, the virus already seems to be disseminated. I, th I think 
careful monitoring of, of travelers and, and the use of testing protocols both before they depart and after they arrive in a new country is probably going to be a more effective way to uh, you know monitor for the virus and allow travel to continue because it's it's very, very costly to impose these travel bans. Moderna's CEO today said that he did not believe the vaccines would be as effective against Omicron. Do you agree? I'm very concerned about it. I mean, I mean, looking at the mutational pattern that we're seeing in Omicron, we have never seen such a concentration of mutations in the spike protein, which is the part of the virus that binds to the cells. And it's got mutations that we know have been associated with reductions in vaccine effectiveness. Um, so I am concerned. I, I think it's really, really important to um, do the testing, uh, do the analysis, and understand you know, just how much vaccine effectiveness may be reduced. I think it's prudent to begin developing new vaccine constructs in case, just in case we need to switch over from the current vaccine to a new Omicron-specific vaccine. And are the vaccine companies, uh, are rich countries doing enough uh, in order to accelerate that production uh, of the vaccines you're talking about? Well, very fortunately, we've, we've seen all of the, the major vaccine manufacturing companies, uh, Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, J&J, they're all moving very quickly to develop new Omicron constructs. In fact, Pfizer and, and Moderna have both announced that they think they can deliver a new Omicron-specific vaccine early in the new year. That's terrific. At, at CEPI, we've articulated a goal for the world to be able to develop new vaccines within 100 days. I think Omicron presents a real-world opportunity to see what we can do and, and to improve our processes. You said something yesterday that caught a lot of headlines. Uh, you said that Omicron is, quote, the chickens coming home to roost. What did you mean? What we think we're seeing, at least based on what we understand right now, is that this virus, this variant has emerged in countries that have had very limited access to vaccine. And that means that COVID has continued to circulate at high rates in these countries, which provides it opportunities to mutate. Um, and, and, and so scientists for months have been predicting that the inequity of vaccine distribution was creating the exact kind of circumstances that would promote the emergence of, of new variants, potentially with the, the ability to evade our vaccines. The inequity that has characterized the global response to date um, has now come home to roost. We heard Dr. Fauci today say the problem wasn't only about supply, how much rich countries are giving, uh, but actually about problems uh, on distribution, uh, especially in Southern Africa. Is that part of the problem? Now that vaccine supplies are increasing, I mean, COVAX has now distributed around 575 million doses and, and the supplies are continuing to increase. We are beginning to see challenges in, in countries to receive this flood of vaccine and to distribute it. And so we do need to shift our focus um, to supporting countries' uh, ability to receive and dispense vaccine to their populations as rapidly as possible. That's going to be the big challenge for 2022. And are there not also problems, especially in Southern Africa, uh, of vaccine skepticism and widespread misinformation? How do we fight that? Well, that's a global problem. And, 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 and vaccine skepticism, vaccine hesitancy has different roots in, in different environments. It, it has emerged as a major challenge to, to vaccinating populations sufficiently to achieve anything like herd immunity. And I, I think it, we, we have to tackle that problem, but it has 
many different routes uh, you know, that contribute to it. Dr. Richard Hatchett, thank you very much. Thank you, Nick.